Darcy, it's great to be on with you, and especially for me, it's a thrill to be on in New Zealand. I have so many close, close friends down there. As you know, and people that are following boxing, you know, I've done a lot of broadcasts down there, too, under Dean Lonigan's tutelage, and, uh, and uh, also with uh, David Higgins. So to be on with you, Darcy, uh, I know your background, and your background is as good as mine, but I've been around, as you said, decades longer. <laughs> I'm 60 years in the business now. Okay, I'm knocking up 22, so uh, I'll, I will bow to your superior length. I'm amazed you've lasted. It's a testament to how good you are and what you do. Isn't it great, the boxing world at the moment? We're going to touch on where Joe Parker needs to go in this crazy old, this dense world of boxing at that heavyweight level. But first, really interested in your thoughts on uh, the growth of celebrity boxing, I suppose you'd say. Tommy Fury and Jake Paul in, in coming days. Uh, this guy, Jake Paul, I think has flummoxed a lot of critics uh, by by the way he's developed his craft, basically coming from a celebrity background. What do you make of what he's done, Bob? Well, I think it's fantastic. And I think the fight is a real attraction. They're calling it celebrity boxing, but I see this as a boxing match. In the United States, it's pay-per-view, and it's going to draw a lot of, lot of audience. Because Jake Paul is the celebrity, of course, and he can fight. And Tommy's and Tommy can bang, and they're gonna. It's not gonna be like a celebrity fight with a pity pattern. These guys are gonna be fighting, because uh, I know Jake has been really studying and working on his craft, and he's a hell of a fighter. And and you know when you get two guys that can knock each other out at any time, that's the thing I love about boxing, and what has kept me enthusiastic about it over the years is it's always sudden death. You know what I mean? Well, they're saying, Bob, that someone's O's got to go. We know that old saying. Mike Tyson's over there at the moment, the baddest man on the planet, and uh, he is saying that Jake Paul is the real deal, and he's developed his craft, as you'd say, so well that this is a man to watch out for, and it is an exciting brand of boxing. He said maybe not quite as exciting as the heavyweights, but aside Alvarez, uh, this is this is the man of boxing at the moment. Yeah, well, let me tell you, Mike Tyson is one of the best guys to analyze fighters and to talk about the history. He knows more about the history of boxing than I do, but I am the history of boxing in our lifetime anyway. So Mike and I are great friends, but if he says Jake Paul is a real deal, then Jake Paul is the real deal. What's Mike doing over there? I've got no idea, but I've been reading about what he's been talking about. So um, I'm presuming, I'm, I'm like you, I'm a massive fan of Iron Mike Tyson, always listening to what he has well, to I'm say. I'm a massive friend of his. Yeah. I'm a real close friend of his. Well, maybe uh, we, can... we smoke a little. We smoke a little marijuana together. <laughs> oh, Bob, really? At your age, the things you find out about people. Maybe we well, can. Well, you know what it is? My wife died two years ago. So I had to re I had to relive my youth. So let, let's move on with the the Fury Paul situation because Tommy Fury has come out like you'd expect. Uh, all good bangers suggesting this is the end of Jake Paul's career, and this is what we love about the trade. It's all the smack talking going on out there. Of course, Fury has got a rather famous older brother who's going to be there at the fight over in Saudi. What, what do you know about Tommy Fury and what he's going to bring to the squared circle? Number one, you talked about his older brother. And he's the real deal, too. Let me tell you something. There's nobody out there right now that can beat him, including uh, my dear, dear friend Joseph Parker. It's just that this guy is such a great fighter, and uh, 
he's the best of the best. He might be one of the best heavyweights of all time. Now, I know that's a strong statement, but, you know, uh, Darcy, I got a right to have my thoughts. I'm, you know, I've been at this a long time. And of all the heavyweights I've seen, you know, you talk about Muhammad, you talk about Joe Frazier. He's right in there with the best of them. Rocky Marciano, who, who retired undefeated back in the in the 50s, he couldn't have been in with these big heavyweights today. You know, they talk about how he could take punches. One blast from Fury and he'd be out of there, you know? Do you see anything in the younger Fury, though, that, that might suggest that a cruiserweight level he might have something to bring and, and actually challenge what Jake Paul is developing and what he's doing? Well, you know, the problem is, Darcy, is the cruiserweight division is a lost division. Nobody basically knows anything about it unless there's a celebrity fighter. The very first cruiserweight champion in the world was an Indian guy, a Native American, as they say. And he won the belt two times. And he, you know, even then, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's very shortly going to be in the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame because I had a meeting with all of the staff and about 25 different champions discussing who should be on the ballot for the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. And guys that have been left off, like Stevie Collins, two-time world champion, who's going to be probably inducted into Canastota real soon, as everybody that follows boxing knows, that's the mecca for, you know, boxing's... Uh, uh, honor roll i should say when you look at the state of the heavyweight division right now and it's true to say that it's probably at been at its most competitive over the last five six seven years it really is a fantastic division um there is a dominant oh, it's a great darcy you are so so bright in this area the heavyweight division now is probably as good as when you know lee frazier jimmy ellis uh, uh, all of these guys, Ernie Terrell, uh, all of them uh, in the heavyweight division. And uh, right now, I think it's at its best ever, ever. So where does Joe Parker sit amongst that? He's had a very interesting career. He's uh, been on an undercard now. He's not maybe the draw card he used to be. He's still relatively young in heavyweight terms. Do you see a future in the upper echelon for a guy like Joe Parker? And definitely, Joe Parker is a terrific fighter, and he works very, very hard. He has very few vices, and he uh, he's a very, very skilled athlete. I mean, athlete. And the big thing in boxing, at the heavyweight division especially, is making money. So he wants to make enough money for his dad, uh, Dempsey, and his mother, Sala, to retire comfortably. And then his own little family's growing, too. You know, he started out with Kevin Barry, a silver medalist. And Kevin did a great job in his early career. You got to pay the electric bills to keep that light on. Anyway, Joe can make a lot of money uh, because he fits right in. He's as good as any of them, except for maybe, you know, Tyson. And he, by the way, he's very, very close to Tyson Fury, so I doubt that they'll have a fight. And a young... Uh, Young uh, Kevin Barry's young son is a great big kid, and he trains athletes here that play for the uh, local hockey team, National Hockey League team, 
and the Oakland Raiders, which are now the Las Vegas Raiders. And he's got a great business of his own. And Kevin has a great gym here in Las Vegas. And he's got a lot of young fighters. So, you know, Kevin's on his way to the Hall of Fame one of these days, too. I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Absolutely. He's a good man, Kevin Barry Jr., including him as being one of my friends as well. But what about the current uh, debate going on at the amateur boxing level around qualification for the upcoming Olympic Games? It appears that the IOC uh, and um, some some various schools of boxing aren't seeing eye to eye. We've got an issue. The IBA uh, started to throw their weight around. The IOC are coming back. Is, is this looking sketchy for the future of amateur boxing at an Olympic level, do you think? I lost my interest in Olympic boxing when Roy Jones Jr. in Korea got screwed. And, you know, so I lost interest in it because the IOC is a corrupt, corrupt organization. And you heard that from Colonel Bob Sheridan, who used to broadcast Olympic fighting. And I did it for the Canadian broadcasting system for many years. And after Roy Jones Jr., I just got up and said, that's it. You know how I got to know Kevin Barry? It was in uh, uh, um, the Olympics here in Los Angeles. And in the early weeks, you know, they don't know who they want to broadcast and whatnot. So I looked down and see Kevin Barry. Well, Kevin Barry, the name itself, is a uh, a patriot in the old days from Ireland. So I said to him, I get an idea about this guy, Kevin Barry, from New Zealand. And they said, New Zealand? Nobody's going to pay any attention to a fighter from New Zealand. I said, look it, you hired me as your expert. Take my word for it. And I hadn't uh, effing clue so kevin ends up winning the silver medal and i end up getting all kinds of how'd you do it bob i said it's just my inner knowledge <laughs> in the boxing brain <laughs> bob, that's how i get to know kevin mary colonel bob sherrod it's been a great pleasure we're rapidly running out of time we've got to move on thanks so much for joining us here on news talk zb and and looking forward to maybe seeing you again should you turn up here in new zealand at some stage oh in- i'm going to be in new zealand in a, in, a, in a month or so and i get my best mate georgie calvert who lives right there in Christchurch, and uh i got his son's own three bars so i'll be at all of those and uh you know when i'm not on the air i'm a bad boy <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Bob I love Sheridan. you, Darcy, for and- many years. God bless you, lad. Stay well.